0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for From the Short Grass with Trey Shap, a golf podcast for those who love golf, struggle with golf, and just like to enjoy the outdoors and fellowship with friends, all while chasing a ball around trying to put it in a four and a quarter inch diameter hole. From the Short Grass is brought to you by Blackman Auctions. For over 80 years, better auctions have always been Blackman Auctions. By minnowsplus.com, from baits to waders. If it helps you catch a fish, they have it. And now, from the Short Grass,
1: here is your host, Trey Shap. Welcome to another edition of From the Shortgrass. I am your host, Trey Shap, The golf podcast that talks to those who truly have a love for the game. Congratulations to Patrick Cantlay on winning the Tour Championship and the FedEx Cup at East Lake Golf Club by one shot over John Rahm and taking home the $15 million prize for his work over the weekend. Rahm pockets $5 million with his runner-up finish. Team Europe knocked off Team USA in the Solheim Cup at Inverness Club in Toledo, Ohio. Europe keeps the cup after winning 15-13. to 13. Coming up on this edition of From the Shortgrass, he spent 30 years as a referee in the NFL. Walt Coleman will be on the tee. Hunting season is here, and for all of your hunting needs, shop minnowsplus.com. They have everything
2: you will need. Minnowsplus.com. This is Thomas Blackman of Blackman Auctions. Trey asked me to sponsor his show for another few months. Even though I don't like golf, I do like his show. I have no idea how he gets the awesome variety of guests on his show, but it is entertaining and informative even for a horrible golfer like myself. I'm learning a lot about the game and about the passion for playing. So much so, I've started using my country club for more than Sunday brunch. Trey makes golf interesting. I make auctions interesting. For auctions, listen to me. For golf, listen to Trey. Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman Auctions.
3: Minnows Plus is your local source for live bait and live well supplies. They carry the entire line of Sure Life products, everything from better bait and finer shiner to no ammonia products to keep your bait and your catch thriving till you get back to the dock. They are the best source for all your private land ponds. Minnows Plus has fish food and pond fertilizer to keep your pond healthy and thriving all year long. If you own or run a bait and tackle shop and need to resupply, contact Minnows Plus and ask about their wholesale prices. Open to the public and walk-ins are welcome. Find them on the web at minnowsplus.com
1: welcome back to this edition of from the short grass on the tee retired nfl referee walt coleman Walt, welcome to from the short grass glad you're sitting down with me and um interesting story about how you got started in the game of golf 30 years refereeing in the nfl and you never picked up a golf club no
4: never i never had time trey i mean you know between the my uh, NFL work and doing all that. And then the dairy and raising kids and, and so forth. I just never had, I never had the time to go out there and and play golf. I mean, I wish I had because there were so many opportunities for me to play golf. I mean, there were guys that that were on my crew that would play a course in one of the cities and so forth and, and, and play golf. I mean, when I was in the, in NFL Europe, I mean, we went to, to, um, uh, you know, over to Europe, and, and, you know, they they played the courses in Scotland and so forth and all that, and, you know, I just would go and walk around and so forth. So, so you
1: went and watched?
4: Yeah, I, I would go watch and so forth because, you know, those are some of those historic places right. that are over there, like, you know, St. Andrews and so forth. I wanted to see them, but I didn't, you know, I didn't play golf, and so I didn't want to obviously just go out there and beat it around, not ever having played, so... So growing up, when you were a kid, what did you play? What sports did you play? Well, I played every I played every other sport, and you know a lot of it is what your you know what your parents doing that kind sure. of stuff. And my dad, he wasn't a golfer; he didn't play golf. He he uh, he coached baseball. And he officiated every sport: basketball, football. Did track meets, so that was that was kind of the direction that I always went. And so I wasn't around somebody that you know or played golf. Uh, we weren't uh, country club people, so um, so we so I just never really. Never really played golf, so officiating was what I took up as as my hobby. That was my hobby. It turned into m- much more than that. I was gonna say, yeah, I turned much, into a lot more, yeah, than a that. lot more than that. So I, I never, you know, I mean, I would, I, you know, when I was, you know, in high school and so forth, we'd go out there and hit golf balls around and so forth. But as far as actually, you know, taking up playing golf, you know, I just it just wasn't anything that I ever ever did.
1: Do you remember the first time you put on the stripes and got paid for it? Well, sure, yeah, it was uh, it Scott Field. Yeah, Scott Field,
4: a junior high football game at Scott Field, and I uh, got $10 for the for that junior high football game uh, And at, the last time they
1: put on the stripes was in the Pro Bowl. Yes, was
4: in the Pro Bowl. In Orlando,
1: uh, at, Florida. Yes. In the, and you got paid a lot cold. more than $10 for
4: that one. Yeah, it was about 11000 <laughs> 11000 yeah. So, yeah, big a big, big change. It was a big change just from the time I got in the NFL. Because yeah. when I got in the NFL, it was $600 a game. So yeah, went boy. from 600 to 11,000 in, in my TV contracts. Helped years. with that, didn't
1: Yeah, it? it probably had something to do with it, uh, or it had a lot to do with it. The last uh game that really mattered—the Pro Bowl—it doesn't matter. No, let's it just doesn't say. count. It's, but the uh, last game you did that mattered, New England Patriots. They gave you the game ball from that game. Yeah,
4: when the game was over, Brady brought me a football. He came out when the game was over, and. Uh, handed me a football and then after the game in the locker room Mr. Kraft came in the locker room and presented me with uh, a ball from him and which I very much appreciated uh, appreciated that because I have a lot of respect for the Patriots organization and a lot of so Patriots forth. fans have a lot yeah, of respect they, for you too yeah they they particularly like one call that I made so uh, <laughs> but yeah but that was very nice uh, and I really you know I, I appreciated uh, I appreciated doing doing that uh, so it was a uh, It was interesting that you know, that I did have that New England was my last game. I imagine the league has something to do with that, but I don't know, you know.
1: So when you go back and you and Growing up and everything, and in your early years of officiating, did you watch much golf on TV? Did you follow the likes of an Arnold Palmer, Gary, oh sure,
4: oh yeah, because it was sports. I mean, I was a sports guy. Right. I mean, I didn't, I didn't listen to music. I, I didn't. I mean, I was a sports guy. I mean, every night I'd go to bed listening on the radio to whatever was on there. If it was normally, it was the Cardinals. If the the baseball season was over. I'd even listen to hockey on the radio or whatever. So I was a sports guy. So if there was sports on the television, I was uh, because that's the way I was brought up. I mean, I was brought up around sports, around athletics, and so that was that was my interest. So yeah, I watched all those, you know, Palmer and Nicholas and Gary Player and 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 those guys. I mean, those guys were, you know, when I was coming up and so forth uh, obviously you know then tiger woods and i mean I, i've always f- followed golf i guess i never really appreciated how difficult golf is until i started playing because you know it's like every any sport the professionals make it look easy i mean they, they make it look easy so you can think watching it it's well, really not that hard
1: unless you got unless a putt that you need
4: to sink to that's exactly right. Or you make know, quite a bit of money. Just,
1: it's just like officiating.
4: People sit up in the stands and they think, "Oh, that's easy. I can do that." Until you get down there and you got everybody going so fast and all these, you know, so so. But professionals make it look easy. So, and you, so those golfers, they make it look easy.
1: Yeah, they do. And you know how <laughs> they do sometimes, and sometimes it's not so easy. No, yeah, even for them. You retired, and your crew. And as most places, when you've worked somewhere for a long time and you retire, you're probably going to get some kind of parting gift or something as you go off into the sunset. We've seen coaches get gifts. We've seen players get gifts as they've announced their retirement. They have one year left. Your crew gave you a set of golf clubs
4: yes my crew uh, decided but you didn't play golf at the time no no i didn't play golf but they knew i was retiring from the nfl and they and you know most of the guys on my crew played golf and they felt like that that was something that i was probably going to need to take up to fill in my time and so forth and i thought well i don't know about this they gave me a nice set of of golf clubs and uh, i mean it was you know golf clubs are not cheap so no. uh, so i mean it was a really nice gift that the then you know it's how did they present it to you? Well, so at the last at the last game, at the last game, they well they had a picture because you know. We're in New England. I mean, you don't want to ship golf clubs in New <laughs> England. So, yeah. so they had a picture of the clubs and all that kind of stuff. And so they, then they shipped it to, to the house in Little Rock. Was it after so, the game or before the game? Well, they did it. You know, we, we meet. Um, you know, we have meet on Saturdays. Sure. And the crew gets together and so forth. And so it was at, the, at our meeting on Saturday where they presented me with. The, they had some other stuff too. They had a, a picture um, of me uh, that, that they had blown up where I was coming out on the field and it showed my back. And um, then they had a, a quote from Rutyard Kipling that was underneath it that was really nice. And so they had, you know, some things like that. And then the picture of the golf clubs that they presented me as far as at that, that last meeting, as far as uh, that we had at the Jets, at that Jets-New England game. So, and I thought, well, I wonder if I'm going to actually use these things and um, – As it turned out, um, it was a great,
1: great, great gift. I was going to say, so all of a sudden, COVID hits. Oh, yeah. And you couldn't go anywhere. But you could go outside. That's exactly right. And you could play golf. And that's That's, when you yeah. picked up the game that's exactly right i could you know you
4: couldn't go anywhere uh and do anything hardly but you could go outside uh, my wife would allow me to go outside uh you know and so i was gonna forth. say
1: i would think that she'd want to spend some time with you, know, you since so, you've been gone almost well, every week. you know i
4: did spend a lot of time you know together because of covid also but but that's when i, I started so i'd been in a, i'd been a member at, out at eagle hill for a long time and been paying the dues for—I mean, for years, for twenty years—and I right. never, never played. So I figured, well, now's the time for me to catch up. So I would, when I first started going out there and decided to play, I was playing by myself. I mean, I didn't know anybody, so I just went out and started hitting the golf ball. I was going to say, did
1: you have anybody instruct you? Did you get well, any instruction from? My- your- my PJ son, professional.
4: My son is a member at Colonial.
1: Oh wow, yeah, okay, in Fort, in Worth. Fort Worth. In yes. Fort Worth, very nice course. Oh, yeah,
4: it's great. So and, he plays the game. And so so he plays. He doesn't get to play that much because he's got the same issues that that I had back then. You know, he's got other jobs. He's got the NFL. and He's raising you know two boys. Yep. But so I so we would go out to Colonial and he was taking lessons. So I took you know a couple lessons and so forth. My problem with lessons is you got to remember. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to remember and you got to kind of keep doing it. And so, so, so I have taken a few lessons. So that's kind of how I got started and so forth. And then, but now I just, I just enjoy playing because it's, you know, in officiating, it's all about how good can you be? It's all about, you know, because it's all on you. I mean, you're making the call. Nobody can help you with the call. It's all well, golf's kind of the same way. I mean, it's all about you, and it's it's competitive. Uh, I mean, I'm not actually going out and really compete. I'm not good enough to compete against anybody else. I just compete against myself and try to, you know, get better and so forth. And, and I, you know, so I've I really, really enjoyed getting out there and playing golf.
1: What is a strength of your game?
4: I'm consistently terrible. Oh, come
1: on. Yeah, really. It's a,
4: it, my mind, mind fluctuates from one day to the next. One day I'll be at my I'll be able to drive the ball. I don't I, I don't hit it very far, so I need to hit it straight. Mm-hmm. So some days I hit it straight. Then sometimes my second shot uh, and out in Eagle Hill on most of the holes I hit a driver and I hit a three wood every time on any on the par fours and par fives. So those are the you know. And then when I get up around the green, then I'm in a big trouble because that's the worst part no, of my oh game. Boy. That's yeah. the worst part of my game is the chipping and, and around around the green. So you might need
1: to spend some time practicing. That.
4: Yeah, I, I do need to spend time practicing, but I just enjoy going out and playing. See, yeah. So so and since I'm still since I'm still working, when I get out there, I just go out to play.
1: I don't have to do keep score.
4: Oh, oh, yeah. Heck, you got to keep score, try. You know, if you don't keep score, it doesn't matter.
1: Well, true. It, it,
4: it doesn't matter. If but I would think if, if you're – It doesn't count. People well, look at it, it
1: doesn't count. Okay, but if you're just starting out and trying to learn the game, keeping score might be a bad thing because you work on just trying to mold and hit the, the good shots and work on your swing and instead of well, worrying about what you shoot. What was your well, first score that you shot?
4: it was about 125. Okay. I mean, you know, I was – I was trying to get blow 120 and But that gives you a target, so something to work but, towards. But I've always believed that you got to keep score. I mean, you keep got to keep score. Whether you're talking about your financial statement in your business or whether you're talking about keeping score at a, at a game, you got to keep score. Because if you don't keep score, it doesn't matter. It doesn't count. I mean – I learned that real fast as far as in the National Football League, you know, my first, the you know, get in the league, and my first four games are preseason games. Coaches were nice and friendly, and <laughs> you know, they didn't say anything bad. I mean, it's, you know, I'm thinking, boy, watch, you're a really good official because you know nothing's happened. Well, boy, you, I got to that first game, and I, you know, was on the sideline with Mike Ditka. I found out real fast that there's a difference. Because the game counted, yeah, it may, you know, and so, so you got to keep. So, so I believe in keeping score. I, I don't. I was listening to one of your podcasts and talking about um, scrambles. I don't like scrambles. Yeah, because
1: you're not playing your own because ball. All I, the
4: time. I'm not playing. my – I don't know how I'm doing. Plus, most of the time it's some. I got some young guys with me, and they hit it, you know, 250 yards. So I don't get to play till we get to the green. Right. So. Now they're fun because of the fellowship, and, and they raise and, money, and, and they raise money for things, and so they're fun to do that. But for me, I'd rather just go out and play and play my ball and see how I'm doing as an individual. So the best score you've shot? I shot an eighty-four at Long Hills. That is good. Benton. From a so, one
1: twenty-five the first so, time in what about two years? So, to, uh, yeah.
4: So I'm I'm using I'm right around a hundred now. Uh yesterday I played yesterday and shot a 99 uh and uh the day before monday i shot a 102 last week i did pretty good the end of the week i had a 92 yeah. and a 93 i
1: say two years it's actually been about a year and a half yeah so but yeah
4: so anyway so but like i said i have my good days and i have my bad every days, golfer
1: has good days and bad days look at bryson dechambeau this yeah, past weekend
4: yeah i mean it's un- it's unbelievable and that's that's why i talk about how difficult it really is and you don't realize that till you get it. you think that ball and you know i played i played baseball and so forth you know and you're trying to hit a Ball, you know, a, a round ball with a square, but, you know, mm-hmm. but, and that ball's moving. Well, here you got a ball that's sitting moving. still. That thing is not moving. It is sitting there on the ground, and all you have to do is try to hit it straight and a certain distance.
1: And it's unbelievable how difficult that is. What football players that you saw on the field do you think were good golfers, and did they ever talk about golf?
4: You know, unfortunately, in the situation that I was in as an official, there was not a lot of, um, visiting about that type of stuff that went on. I mean, everybody was so focused on their responsibilities and, and my dealings with a lot of quarterbacks. I mean I knew, you know, I knew which quarterbacks were good golfers like Romo. I mean you knew that, but that just wasn't something that that got into the discussion as far as during the games. Now I was going to say
1: maybe you know, before the game when you go meet with them, talk with him, you say, Hey, hey Tony, you gonna well, try for the US Open again next well, year? The only time you'd really have an opportunity to do that is when you went to
4: training camp. We would, we would attend one team's training sure. camp. You were there three or four days, so you were at practice. And so you could visit about that kind of stuff and so forth. And, and at that point, golf wasn't that big a deal with me. So now I visited with Terry Collins, uh, Kerry Collins about uh, duck hunting in Stuttgart. Because yeah. he told me that he spends a lot of time, when you know, and that's back there when we were doing a TV commercial, and he was standing outside the huddle waiting for me to tell him let's go when we started talking about duck hunting in Stuttgart. So what did he say? He said he love, you know, he you know, he he's down there every year. He said it's great. <laughs> I said, "Yeah, I understand." So, yeah. uh, but you didn't really have much of an opportunity to um to visit about that kind of stuff even though, you know, I knew who the good the good golfers were just because of uh, what was on what shows up on television and so forth. So,
1: Tiger Woods Jack Nicklaus, Arnold Palmer, Gary Player, Phil Mickelson—is there one guy that if he's on, you're going to sit down and find time now that you have it? Well, it was Tiger Woods. I mean, if you know, if he was playing,
4: yeah. I, I, guess, I'm, I guess I'm like most golfing fans. If Tiger Woods is playing and he's in, a, I, I'm going to sit there and watch it. I, I mean, you know that that just uh, with his career and so forth. For some reason, I, I just. You know enjoyed watching him you know play golf and so forth, so I guess he would be the one that I would say that if he's you know if he's in the final group group yeah, or whatever I'm probably gonna sit there and and watch i mean I love watching the masters yeah you know uh and and, and watching watching that and so forth and obviously now i watch i watch a little more golf now than I did before since I'm playing golf it's much more interesting to for me because I know how now I know how difficult it is
1: <laughs> exactly I have my bucket list of golf courses that I would like to play before I'm not able to play anymore or but you know the good lord takes me home have you made a bucket list of courses that you would like to play now that you've started no playing the my game? problem is I've been
4: to so many of them that I've you know uh but you, to, you didn't play. I them. know, but 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 so I, know, I You know, I haven't really thought about. It. I mean, I've been to I've been to Pebble Beach, and uh, I've, been to, it, I, I've been though. to play I've been to Ponte Vedra, you know, yeah, and, and, TPC Sawgrass. I've, I've been down there. I mean, so I've been to I've been to a whole bunch of these courses. I'm just trying to learn how to play golf and so forth. So I haven't really played that. I haven't played that many co- many courses, courses yeah. and so forth. Uh, but I, I want to. I'd like to get good enough. One. I'd like one one day to. Um, to play a lotion i've been out there i've been out there i've had lunch out there i've driven a golf i've ridden in a golf cart as far as looking at the course it's beautiful but oh yeah it's it's unbelievable and so but i've got to get i've got to get better at at golf before i hit up one of some of my bunnies that are members out there to you know um uh, to go play but for, but for around here i mean that's a, that would be a place that that i would uh love to have the opportunity at some point to play but
1: i enjoy playing at eagle hill i hear that there are some former nfl football players that play out west at Ocean. Oh,
4: well that's probably they're probably there probably are some that play out
1: there yeah so yeah uh, I mean, that's what they're, i hear yeah. i i don't know that for sure but that that's what i yeah, hear
4: that yeah that those former nfl players incomes were were a little more than what they paid officials <laughs> yes uh, and so uh quite but, a bit uh, more but you know Warren Steele, he done they've done such a terrific job with that f- out there and how
1: have, much longer and, do you think you're gonna play the game as long
4: as I can physically uh get out there and do it I mean out at Eagle Hill I mean we've got uh, we've got guys that are you know in their 80s and they're shooting their age mm-hmm I would like to think that at some point, uh, you know, I that my health—it's all about your health. Sure, you know, it's all about your knees. Are your knees going to hold up? Are your back—is your back, back going to hold up? The older you get, the more problems you seem to find, and so forth. Uh, so, I'm I'm hoping that you know I can continue to play for a long
1: time. Last question: What would you get more nervous over—going under the hood in a playoff game or having to make a five-foot putt? with about 10 bucks on the line well i'd probably be more
4: nervous just trying to make a putt five foot putt only because i'm not very good at that and so the, the what am i going to make it or not whereas looking under the i mean it was difficult but at the time it was just part of the job and um you know when you can see something two and three and four and five times now if i got to put it five times <laughs> I'd, I'd yeah. be a lot more comfortable. Yeah, if you with, got to put it five, five times, like time. you can look at the replay five, five times, yeah, five different not, angles, not, yeah, five maybe different twenty angles. different angles. Now sometimes it didn't do me any good, you know, <laughs> that, none, that all the angles, you know. Still, I didn't know what the right. answer needed to be, but I don't get to put it five times. So I, I would say that yeah, it's you know, it's like I tell people the, the putting with Peter, and the, it was more difficult for me to watch my kids. Yeah. play athletics and sports and that kind of stuff yeah. than it was for me to officiate an nfl football game oh i agree because i could control what i was doing but I, you can't control no you can't. can't control what your kids and so forth so that was always much harder for me
1: one of the most recognizable voices in sports Coleman.
2: <laughs> thank you
1: thanks so much for joining it's us
2: fun to be here appreciate it love playing golf now This is Thomas Blackman of Blackman Auctions. Trey asked me to sponsor his show for another few months. Even though I don't like golf, I do like his show. I have no idea how he gets the awesome variety of guests on his show, but it is entertaining and informative even for a horrible golfer like myself. I'm learning a lot about the game and about the passion for playing. So much so, I've started using my country club for more than Sunday brunch. Trey makes golf interesting. I make auctions interesting. For auctions, listen to me. For golf, listen to Trey. Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman Auctions.
3: Minnows Plus is your local source for live bait and live well supplies. They carry the entire line of Sure Life products, everything from better bait and finer shiner to no ammonia products to keep your bait and your catch thriving till you get back to the dock. They are the best source for all your private land ponds. Minnows Plus has fish food and pond fertilizer to keep your pond healthy and thriving all year long. If you own or run a bait and tackle shop and need to resupply, contact Minnows Plus and ask about their wholesale prices. Open to the public and walk-ins are welcome. Find them on the web at minnowsplus.com
1: friday september 24th at 8 a.m the largest farm cell in central arkansas is back combines farm tractors balers hay rakes tetters mower conditioners and disc mowers implements of all kinds cattle equipment work trucks personal vehicles even heavy equipment like dozers motor graders mini excavators backhoes and skid steers This is the sale you don't want to miss. For more information, go to blackmanauctions.com. Better auctions are Blackman Auctions. On the tee, it's our weekly rules segment with PGA Master Professional, Adam Carney. Adam, today I want to talk about practicing on the course, when it is allowed and when it is not allowed. And obviously some people, they hit a putt, it doesn't go the way they thought it could. When can they put the ball back down, practice that putt, and when can they not? So...
5: You know, we have to first determine the the form of play. Are we playing match play or are we playing stroke play? Um, In match play, you know, any time. I can practice on the competition course prior to a match. I can practice during the match. I can practice after the match. After completion of a hole. After completion of a hole, yes. You know, match play is a little bit different. Now, stroke play... We get a little more finite on what we can and, and can't do, and actually the rules have loosened up a little bit. I can't practice uh, on the golf course on the day of a round. Prior to that round, during the round, I can practice, say, chipping or putting on a on the green of the hole last played, or on the teeing ground of the hole next to be played, or any nearby, you know, practice green.
1: So let's say you're waiting on the group in front of you and you've just completed a hole and you're not holding anybody up behind you. Right. Or you're on the teeing ground mm-hmm. and you just want to chip on the mm-hmm. teeing ground with mm-hmm. your sand wedge or something. And there might be people playing the hole behind you, but Correct. you're still waiting on the group in front of you in the fairway. That's allowed. Yes, it
5: is. Um, you know, and then now the major change that, that I saw was, you know, in stroke play competition over multiple multiple days, you know, I can practice on the golf course after my round that day, um, even though I'm playing another round. So after, say, after the first round on Thursday, I'm playing my second round on Friday. It, you know, it used to be I couldn't practice on the competition course between rounds. Now I can as long as it's not on the same day of, of competition. So it's, it's loosened up a little bit. I think it's also important to note that there has always been a,
1: a local rule I was going to ask you about the local rule on the rule sheet.
5: Which, um, so, you know, the, the PGA Tour, even the United States Golf Association, and actually most state golf associations and tours, they have what's called a hard card. And a hard card is essentially rules that are always in effect, no matter where they're playing, that are what we would call local rules or, you know, we might call you know, notice to competitors if we were writing something it is a conditional rule um, that you may or may not choose to adopt. And one of those, for the PGA Tour specifically, I'm pretty sure the USGA does it at all their events, is prohibiting practice on or around the green of the hole last played. And that's something that I bl- I'm pretty sure the PGA Tours had an effect for since, since the local rule came out. I, I can't remember the last time I saw a PGA Tour player doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last... Last time I recall, uh, the last person I remember being penalized for it was David Duvall. If I'm not mistaken, that was in a Ryder Cup, and he assumed it was okay in match play. The Ryder Cup's different, because the Ryder Cup, they will actually have an agreement between captains. So the hard card for the European Tour, the hard card for the PGA Tour, whatever, or for the PGA of America for that matter, kind of gets thrown out the window when it comes to the Ryder Cup, because the captains get together and they agree on things, and you know conditional rules... And one of the rules they had just determined that year, and I, I don't believe they've done it since, was to not allow practice on or near the green in the last hole played. And David duval I think, hit a practice putt and uh, subsequently lost the next hole. So, yeah, that's the last time I remember seeing, at least at the professional level, mm-hmm. somebody being, being penalized for that. But, you know, generally speaking, they lighten that up just a little bit because we had— so many instances of situations where a person technically practiced on i can remember one um, fuzzy zeller did a tv commercial one time in between rounds of a PJ tour event and i believe he hit three balls from the first tee not even down the fairway into an obscure area and he was just you know they were getting action shot of him hitting the golf shot for a comm- tv commercial
1: why not go to the range to do that
5: yeah i uh, I don't know. Because Uh, that was a DQ, was it not? He was disqualified for that. That is correct. So, I mean, the last thing that we want to do is disqualify somebody when they're not, you know, say cheating, you know, or attempting to cheat. You know, we don't want to disqualify some of them for that. So, yeah, that rule has since changed. Now, I don't think it came from that Fuzzy Zeller incident because that's been 20 plus years ago. I think that was probably the most harsh example. I remember uh, I saw one entire college team disqualified. At an NCAA regional for practice, putting on the 18th green one night after the first round, the entire all five players were disqualified. Wow. And so that's kind of a tough pill to swallow, you know. I would say. So, yeah, they've, they've lightened it up a little bit, but still reasonable. Uh, you know, I, I still think it's fair that in stroke play competition, you shouldn't be able to go out in the morning and hit putts or roll a ball or anything like that to gain advantage. On that's Felix. what the range is for. That's what the putting like, green you know, is that's for. Exactly right. I mean, you still have caddies going and walking the golf course in the morning just to
1: see things, but they're not yeah. rolling
5: golf balls. They're not, they're not doing anything that, you know, is practice.
1: So. He's Adam Carney. He's with us every week going over the rules of golf. If you have a rules question, email us from the short grass at gmail.com that will do it for this edition of from the short grass i leave you with this quote from phil mickelson i think it's more than whether or not you will win or lose it's having that opportunity on that final round final nine to come down the stretch with a chance to win remember to always repair your ball mark on the green and a couple of more and i hope to see you from the short grass. you've been
0: listening to from the short grass a weekly podcast dedicated to the game of golf From the Shortgrass is brought to you by minnowsplus.com and Blackman Auctions. This has been a presentation of the Buzz Radio Network.